morning, I would like to title my sermon as, You Are Incured for Resurrection. You are incured for resurrection. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ gives us hope. We are not like hopeless people in this world, but we are full of, with full of hope that we are already in the queue for resurrection. Now, I come across a very interesting scripture passage. If you can turn with me to John chapter 11. We are going to read from John chapter 11, verses 17 to 27. John chapter 11, verses 17 to 27. You can listen to me as I read. And I just, you know, set a context before we get into that scripture portion. Lazarus died. And Jesus was informed, saying that Lazarus died. Your beloved Lazarus died. And Bible says Jesus delayed how many days? Four days he delayed. And he came after four days to find out where Lazarus is. And we know that it was, you know, in the olden days, you know, people used to bury the immediately, just immediately after death. They are not just going to keep because they, there is no way they can embalm or there is no way they can, you know, freeze the bodies and, you know, they need to bury the bodies. And then Lazarus was already buried, already he was in the tomb. And as Jesus was making his way to the tomb, Martha come running from there, and I come across a very interesting conversation between Jesus and Martha. We read that from John chapter 11, verses 17 to 27. I won't read that for you. John chapter 11, verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to Jesus, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? We come across an interesting conversation between Martha and Jesus. And Jesus looking at Martha in that hopeless situation, and Jesus is telling Martha, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall alive, he shall live. You know, Jesus looking at Martha, he did not say that the resurrection, of the pro resurrection is a process and it is going to take place sometime in the future. Jesus did not say that. Jesus did not say that God will raise him one day. No, he did not say that. Listen to this. Jesus did not say that you need to do, do certain things. You need to do karma yoga. You need to do bhakti yoga. 
you need to do jnana yoga you need to do raja yoga in order to rise from dead no jesus did not say that jesus neither he said you need to do what is called the necromancy techniques to gain access to the underground underworld spirits and to raise them up through spell no jesus did not say that but what jesus said jesus said i am the resurrection can you say that with me i am the resurrection jesus did not refer to a process that is going to take place in the future no jesus said i am the resurrection i am the resurrection he who believes me in me though he may die he shall live you know resurrection is not something which is yet to come of course it's coming but i'm talking about jesus is the resurrection jesus himself is the resurrection and if you have jesus you are not made to die do you believe that if we have jesus we are not really made to die because death cannot have a hold on us if we have jesus in our life we have resurrection already we are made to live we are not made to die we are made to live forever because when we have jesus because jesus is resurrection i am the resurrection that's what jesus said so if we you and i have jesus in our lives death cannot have a hold on us we are made to live can you say that with me we are made to live you know this morning i pray that god may put that thought so deep in our hearts so that we know for sure that we are made to live there are three aspects of resurrection i want to share this morning before we close number one <coughs> excuse me resurrection is possible resurrection is possible you know this morning i want to impress you with the fact that resurrection is possible you know at times you know we we think about you know some of us are medical you know professionals here we may think that it is how is it possible it is totally against the medical science how resurrection is possible but this morning with the help of the word of god we are going to understand the resurrection is possible want to want to take you to a couple of old testament incidents i want to take you to the near to through through the grave of elijah the prophet elijah <coughs> and there is a story written in the grave and that story tells me when children of israel you know they were kind of so afraid of the riders they are coming against them suddenly a man died and they wanted to bury that man and they wanted to dig the grave and you know bury the man and do all the procedures related to burial but since they saw the riders are coming against them they did not have any time to do make the burial and they came to understand kind of understanding a couple of days before who died elisha the prophet died and decided to open the tomb a little bit of the elijah's elisha's tomb and throw this dead body into the tomb of elijah and they did that because they, there was no time for burial they threw the dead body into the tomb of elijah and my bible, bible says in second kings chapter 13 verse 21 i'm going to read that second kings chapter 13 verse 21 so it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of riders and they put the man in the tomb of elisha 
And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. When the dead body touched the bones of Elisha, Bible says, he raised. The dead body raised. Elijah died and the bones are in the flesh is already gone. Only the bones are seen. The moment the dead body touched the bones of Elisha, the man revived. Who is Elisha? Who is Elisha? We know that Elisha was a prophet called by God. As Elijah was walking and he threw the mantle over Elijah and called him into the ministry to serve God. He was a man of God. He was a prophet. And at the time Elijah was taken up into the heaven, Elijah was waiting, waiting for that moment, for that moment where God was calling him. And as he was waiting, he saw Elijah was taken up into the heavens. And Elijah's mantle fell on the ground and Elisha went and took the mantle and he went back and parted river Jordan. Elisha received the double portion of the anointing that was upon Elijah. And the anointing continued to continue to remain in the bones of Elisha. Now a dead body touches the bones of Elijah, Elisha and we see resurrection taking place. Resurrection is possible. What about Ezekiel's dry bones in Ezekiel 37 as we read? Ezekiel was taken into the valley full of dry bones. As Ezekiel was asked to prophesy over the bones, as he was prophesying, Bible says, there was a rushing sound and there was a sudden noise and there was a rattling and sinews came over the bones of those dead people. Tendons. And over this, that flesh, and over that, the flesh was covered with skin. And Elijah, Elijah, sorry, Ezekiel was asked to prophesy again, looking at the winds. And he spoke to the four winds, and breath came into those dead bones. And they started standing as a mighty army. That's what the Bible says. Resurrection is possible. And as we read, what about Lazarus? Died since four days, and now he's buried in the tomb. And Jesus came in front of the tomb and Jesus was standing in front of the tomb and Jesus spoke, Lazarus, come forth. The dead man started walking. Resurrection is possible. Resurrection is possible. Resurrection is also certain. 100% resurrection is going to take place. How do I know that? I know because Jesus rose from the dead. I want to take you to quickly to Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 to uh, 8. I won't read the scripture portion. Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 8. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to, this, came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door. And sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the gods shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going, to, going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have 
told you. Resurrection is not only possible, resurrection is also certain because Jesus rose from the dead. You know, today, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is our hope. Can you say that with me? Resurrection of Lord Jesus is our hope. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul is writing, I'm reading from verse 14. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. If Christ is not risen, then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. So Paul is saying, if Christ has not risen, our hope is empty. Our faith is empty. Our preaching is empty. All that we do for God today is in vain if Christ is not risen. But thank God, Christ is risen. Christ is risen. So resurrection is not only possible, resurrection is also certain. Bible says if Christ has risen from the dead, God is going to raise us. Can you ever thought of that? Can can we ever thought of that? Have you ever thought of that? The resurrection is so real. God wants us to know that we are going to rise one day. We are going to rise one day. You know, sometimes we don't think about it. And at times, even if you think about it, you don't understand. And at times, even if you think about it and understand it, you don't believe it. But this morning, God wants us to believe in the resurrection. In our bodily resurrection. You know, one of the most you know, basic foundational doctrine of Christianity is the resurrection of the believers. Resurrection of the believers. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, Paul says, 1 Corinthians 6, 14, And God, listen to this, both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. God raised Jesus from the dead. And God is also going to raise those who believe in Lord Jesus Christ from the dead by the same power. And what was the same power? The power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. God is going to rise us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. So as Christ is risen, the resurrection is certain. Resurrection is certain. You know, this morning, I just want you to get that fact so deep in your hearts. I'm going to rise. I'm going to rise. Even if I die, I'm going to rise one day. Because I'm made for eternity. I'm made for eternity. You know, God wants us that desire and that thought come often in our lives. Not only when we are at the church, but during the week, during the days. You know, when we work, when we do something else. But God wants us to know that we are not made to die. We are made to live. So as Christ is risen, resurrection is certain. Number three, resurrection is also promised. Not only resurrection is possible, not only resurrection is certain, resurrection is also promised. You know, every promise of God comes true. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Every promise of God comes true. So many promises that God made to the children of Israel. So many promises God made to the Gentiles. So many promises God spoke to the disciples. So many promises God made through the prophets in the Old Testament. Every promise that God made to that generation, it came true. 
it came true. So resurrection is not only possible, not only certain, it is also promised. Again, I want you to think about what will happen when we die. What will happen? We need to know where do we go? When we die, where do we go? We need to know that. We need to know. The best thing to know, the best way to know is to go and sit with somebody who is dying. Have you ever had an opportunity to sit with somebody who is dying? And you will know by looking at them where they are going. The words they speak, the visions they see, their face is going to tell you where they are going. Where they are going. We need to know where do we go when we close our eyes. Paul writes, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Resurrection is promised. I believe when Paul writes these scriptures, he really means that resurrection is going to happen. The resurrection is going to happen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, Paul is saying that you are already in the queue. It's something like we are going and standing in the queue in the train station to probably to buy a ticket to get, it, get down to a train. We are already in the queue. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. So who is the first fruit? Who is the first fruit? Christ, who's the first fruit? Christ is the first fruit. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. Verse 21, for since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. By man, the man refers to Jesus. By man, the resurrection also came to the dead. Verse 22, for as in Adam we all die, even so in Christ we all shall be made alive, but each one in his own order. The resurrection is going to take place in its own order. Christ the first fruit. Christ already rose from the dead. Then what? Afterward, those who are Christ's, means those who belong to Christ, at his coming. At his coming. When Christ comes, you know, those who, Christ already rose from the dead as a first fruit. Then who? Those who are Christ, those who belong to Christ at his coming. Bible says Jesus is going to come back. Bible says Jesus is going to come in the middle of the air to take the church. Jesus is going to come in the middle of the air to take the church. You know, that's why church is important. That's why we need to get ready at the same way a bride gets ready to meet the bridegroom. That's the comparison God gives between Jesus and the church and the bride and the bridegroom. 1 Corinthians 15, 52 says, In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the trumpet, last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. Who will rise first? Those who already died in Christ. They will rise, and we shall be changed in a moment. 
You know, God wants us to believe that because his word is promising us resurrection. Those who died in Christ, Christ the first fruit, and those who died in Christ, they are going to rise when he comes in the middle of the air. And then who are alive, then who, are, who belong to Christ, they are going to be transformed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. And we will be like him. We will be like him. At times it's fearful, but at times it gives hope. It gives hope for you and me. And graves are going to open one day. And those who died in Christ, they are going to rise. And God is going to take the church in the middle of the air. Bible also says in Revelation chapter 20 verse 6, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. It's talking about the resurrection of the believers. <coughs> resurrection of the believers. Over such the second death, the eternal death, has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Bible talks about the resurrection of the believers. Both believers and unbelievers, they are going to rise. Listen to this. Resurrection of the believers is going to take place first. As the church is caught up into the heaven, they are going to go into the heaven and come back to this world to rule this world for a thousand long years. The thousand years reign of Lord Jesus Christ. And then eventually, before the white throne judgment happens, all the wicked is going to rise too. Because they need to come before the white throne for judgment at the throne of God. And this morning, God is telling us, resurrection is not only possible, it is not only certain, it is also promised to you and me. You know, God wants us to walk in that assurance. You know, I believe when Paul was writing these scriptures, he was screaming out loud. He's saying in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, Oh, death, where is your stink? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? You know, death has no control over our lives. God wants us to believe that. And the life on this earth is fleeting. It's just going to disappear. Before you close your eyes and open your eyes, the life is gone. Number of years have gone. The days since we are born, it's all gone. 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. It's all done. It's all gone. Even people don't remember us anymore. But the fact is that we are going to live forever. We are going to live forever because what of God promised us saying that you are going to rise the same way the power of God came upon the dead body of Lord Jesus Christ and rose and brought life into the dead body the same way. When we are gone, when we are gone, God is going to rise you and me one day. That is hope. How do you think that people are able to give their lives for Jesus? When there is persecution, even though the majority runs away, there are a couple of them standing there, willing to give their heads to be chopped off. How is that possible? Because of the hope of resurrection. Because of the hope of resurrections. This morning, I don't know whether, what are we worried about? Are we worried about the silly things of this world? It's all going to go away. Do not worry about the things of the world. 
Do not worry about what Jesus did at the cross, the pain that he endured. Do not worry about Jesus. But worry about our own life and see are we worthy to stand before God. Finally, before we close, just want to summarize. We are not made to die, but we are made to rise. Resurrection is the hope of Christianity. Resurrection is your hope and my hope. And God wants us to live as if we are going to live forever. God wants us to live as if we are going to live forever. Not to worry about simple things of this world. Death is going to be a transfer, a promotion from this earth to eternity. Nothing else for a child of God. Children of God, when they die, they receive death with gladness. They are so delightful. They see angels. They, they hear heaven singing hymns. And with such a gladness, they enter into the heaven. Because death is just a translation from earth into eternity. And death is not going to hurt. Remember this. Some of us may be worried about our death at times. But Bible says, my Bible promises, death is not going to hurt at all. Why? Paul says, the stink. He's, he's asking, where is your stink death? Because the stink is broken at the cross. And if you see a scorpion, at the end of the scorpion, you see the stink. The tail of the scorpion. With that, it's going to stink. My Bible says, the stink of death, the hard part, the tough part of the death is broken at the cross. It's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. We will make it because Jesus already broke the stink at the cross. This morning, I just want to leave that hope of resurrection in your mind. Shall we close our eyes?